everybody can hear me, right? One, one, one. Um, I, I see a lot of one, 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 no question marks, no? So, uh, okay. So let's start with the topic starting a business. You know, I've been in business for the last 33 years, you know, 13, turning to 33 years this July. And um, one of the things that I really want to share with you uh, probably is a summary of my 33 years. It's actually uh, not from the books. I always talk from experience. And somehow or another, I can inspire many of you, even if just one of you who will attend, who are attending this seminar. So let me start. Um, the name of my company is not my initial, by the way. It stands for Golden Morning Blessings, no? Golden Morning Blessings. We started this. My wife and I started this. I used to be an OFW or in the early days, OCW, Overseas Contract Worker. I've been assigned in Singapore, um, different parts of Asia, Middle East. My last stop was in Saudi Arabia uh, after putting up different stores in UAE. Uh, Bahrain and Riyadh, Jeddah, and I finally opted for an optional retirement. Now, you will probably say, why for a retirement? Why an optional retirement? Well, it's always something that I love to do, starting a business. And starting a business is not a joke. It's really not a walk in the park, okay? And so um, armed with a dream, armed with an experience, I started a business in the Philippines, and guess what? I failed. I failed. Why did I fail? Why? Because I did not study my lessons well. Okay? And so this is the topic I'd like to share with you so that at least for those who have a business or those who are starting a business or has the urge to start a business, you'll gain some knowledge in this a uh, short seminar that we're having. Again, if you have questions, just like what Kate said, uh, feel free to raise your hand, okay? So how to create? Let me start with the idea. You know, starting with a business, it always comes up with the idea. It comes up with a uh, hurrah. It comes up with a lightning. It comes up with an idea at any time of the day or evening, wherever you are. And sometimes for those people, they always say, I got an idea when I was taking a shower. <laughs> or I got an idea when I was, I was stuck in the traffic. Or I got an idea when I hit my head on the wall. <laughs> okay. And again, an idea is always there. Sometimes you think a business will just say, oh, I have an idea. But again, you disregard it, no? But never disregard. One tip I'd like to share with you is you always carry a notebook. Don't forget that small little notebook. Or even if you have a cell phone or a smartphone, uh, you can probably write there uh, some doodle or always keep something that you can write on, especially when an idea strikes you in the middle of the night, you know? Sometimes you're just you're just probably uh, watching a Netflix or Prime Prime Video, and all of a sudden it hits you and say, "Allah, I want this idea." And then, so how do you develop an idea? 
there are a lot of people who say, you know, I got an idea, but I did not pursue it. I should have been the first one. Yeah, you did, but you never pursued it. So the first thing that I'd like to share with you is when you have an idea, find out, is this something that can tackle a problem? Is this something that can solve some, uh, have some solutions, for example? You know, in my 33 years, I've encountered so many micro-entrepreneurs who are now big entrepreneurs. And one of the things I always see in them is they're able to identify a solution, a solution which probably had uh, the population uh, relieved, okay? There was um, a young man I, I mentored in the early, early years, about four, 12, 14 years ago. And he said, he looked at all the fast food situation. He said, how come there is no uh, self-service? How come there is, they don't show the kitchen? And you know what he did? He started a, a business. He showed how uh, he was in a chicken business, roasting chicken. He started showing people how, how the chickens are prepared, semi-self-service. Again, that guy is now one of Asia's billionaire, would you believe? $385 million. Is it million dollars? And he has a hotel right now uh, spreading all over Asia and even in Spain. Again, another thing is that when you find an idea, Again, find out what are the pain points of the customer. Example, not everybody will have a pain point, okay? For example, you have a slow internet. What do you do? For example, you have, uh, uh, for example, uh, traffic. Like in the Philippines, we have a lot of traffic. Or probably during the early days when we were struck by COVID, what did you do? So there are a lot of things that you have to be sensitive. I always say, use your five senses. Don't just say, I want an idea, I want an idea. No, because when you sleep, that idea keeps on churning and churning until such time you might wake up and say, Eureka, I got an idea. But again, don't stop with an idea. The second is conduct market research. You may have an idea, but don't be impulsive. I always tell people, avoid being impulsive. Haste makes waste. And I always say that. And again, market research. Find out, is this idea workable? Is there somebody who's doing the same thing? Again, remember, in the age of our technology right now, we had, don't have any boundaries. Okay, Evaluate, for example, the viability of your business idea. You know, years ago when I started my, my company, I wanted originally to have a food business. Guess what? Because I was in the food business for so long. I wanted to have my own restaurant. But again, I was armed with only one idea. My failure was I never checked on plan B. And that's another tip. Plan B. So I was armed with that idea that when I come back to the Philippines, I was armed and putting up a restaurant. But again, I failed to do market research. Why? I was so bent on starting that business. But 
I realized I should have done that market research. What did I learn? One, getting locations was getting tough at that time. Two, even getting permits was getting tough. Three, I cannot even find the right way of putting up my own restaurant according to my plan. And so those are the first two I'd like you to check on. Identify a problem. Does it solve a problem? Does it irritate you? You know, I always have this, uh, uh, I learned this from uh, some people, they say it, AIDA, A-I-D-A. Is it annoying? Is it irritating? Is it disgusting? Does it make you angry? Anything that makes you, in, that falls under the A-I-D-A, that probably is a good way to do it. Example, look at, look at, uh, look at uh, Grab. Look at all the food deliveries that we have. Imagine go, those days, people will say, what, you'll have a delivery? But again, who answered the need? Especially during the time when we had the lockdown worldwide. Who would say that um, grab taxi, grab cars uh, would be such in demand rather than just getting a taxi? Okay. So think along this line. What about Airbnb? Who answered the need of customers or people who are traveling and they don't want to stay in a hotel? Okay. So again, if you're right now watching me or listening to me, think along the line. Find out, do I have any of the AIDA? Okay. The second is, the third is actually develop a business plan. You know, you don't have to be that, that scientific. I always say, what's in your mind and try to draw and try to scribble what is it that you really want to launch? What is your, what is your business that you want to launch? I started business. Okay, fine. I shelved my restaurant business and I said, oops, okay. I realize I have my experience of being uh, in the food industry. Lo and behold, somebody was asking for help in terms of setting up the restaurant, in terms of being a consultant, and in terms of being franchising. Wow, in the early days, I tell you, nobody was talking about franchising. And I really thought that those years that I had were probably uh, put in the shelf. No, but I realized you always have an inventory of who you are. How much inventory, how much part of the arsenal that you have so that armed with that, you can always pick and pick and say, okay, this is what I'm capable of. Okay, this is where I'm very good at. Okay, this is where probably I'm, I'm not so good, but I can develop it. Okay. And so business plan. Don't stick for just one business plan. Come up with plan A, plan B, plan C. Okay. If this does not work, fine. What if, and that's one thing I always say, a lot of people I mentored, I always throw the what if. What if there's a rice shortage? <laughs> you know, that's my common tagline for this young guy who's now a billionaire. And I threw him that question. What if there's a shortage of rice? Okay. And so he gave me different answers. What if, um, for example, we 
we have no uh, payment centers. And again, that's how Bayard Center came out about. You no. Know? So what if you don't like to have a good coffee that's just from the sachet that came out about with uh, with all these uh, coffee shops that I have assisted? Okay. What about diapers? What about people or mothers who are in need of diapers in the middle of the night or they ran out of diapers? What happens? See, those are ideas that you have to keep on churning and churning in your mind. Be excited. Have that fire under your belly. Okay. What is your marketing strategy? Marketing, marketing strategy, by the way, is not just, okay, I'll post in the Facebook, I'll post in LinkedIn, I'll post in Instagram. What is it that you want? What is, what is the strategy that you're going to use? Or probably, are you willing to be part of your face being the man behind? Okay. Some people I have talked to, uh, would always say, no, I'm very shy. I'm very shy. I don't want to be in the, in, in, I don't want to be part of that uh, post. No. If you're an entrepreneur, you have to have that gut. You have to have that grit. Don't be shy. Remove it. How else can you sell your business if you are the one who is always behind the wall? I always say the entrepreneur is the heart and soul of the business. Build the team. That's another thing I'd like to share with you. Again, I always say, get the green horn. Get the unex unexperienced guy. Try to mold them. But one thing I always look for is when you have a team, you always say, what's the attitude like? For me, I don't look at your educational criteria or where you finish, whether you finish in the league, school, the Ivy League, whatever school, I always have one thing. I look at attitude. Is the attitude of the team member I'm going to choose, is he, is he or she somebody who will understand my vision? Is he or she will be part of my unstoppable dream? Okay. So I always look at that, okay? So you got it? Number three is develop a business plan. Four, develop a big, unstoppable, hungry team of people, okay? And then number five is test your idea. You know, uh, whenever people were approaching for a food, uh, uh, they have a food business and always say, okay, uh, is that food tested already? Well, not for just for safety, of course, but again, try to test it out before a kid who is below seven years old. Okay. Why? Why is it? Well, because one of the things I learned and I saw is that kids don't lie. A kid will always tell you, that's not good. But an adult whom you test your product Especially your friend will say, "Oh, how's the food? Okay, okay." But again, with a with a with a different smile, right? So again, test your product, and again, never be contented with just one test. I always say, "What is the test measures of your product?" There are times when 
I even challenged the owners of the business I helped. And I asked them, when was the last time you tested your product? Oh, when I was developing it. How old is your business? Oh, it's six years old. Is that the time, the last time when you tested it? I was talking to one of the entrepreneurs um, a week ago, and uh, he was so proud. He, he showed me his product and said, okay, I developed this product, which, okay, fine, great. Uh, how did you develop? Oh, I just looked at it. You never tasted it? No. How? How can that be? Okay. I always say believe in your product before you can sell. How can you sell if you don't have the experience, that sensory experience? Okay. So get that feedback. But again, don't, don't, don't edit it. <laughs> Some people would say, I hate, I don't want to get uh, feedback, especially negative. I only want, again, be objective. If your product is not good and the kid says, you know, right in front of your face, I don't like your product. Don't, you know, don't hate the kid. Okay. <laughs> Thank the kid. Again, because that is how they talk. And that is one of the things I always tell people. Okay. Launch and iterate. So when you launch a product, when you launch your business, be ready to revise. Don't say, no, this is, this is it. I want to have this product. I want to have this business. Take it or leave it. Remember, it is not you who want your product or your business. It is actually the customers that you are trying to, 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 to reach out. You know, there, like, for example, I often give a lot of talks, both virtual and, and face to face. And every time I always do this, I always try to repeat and recall how, what, what are, how are the things that, uh, I delivered it. Was I able to communicate to people? Was I able to reach out to people? And you know, there is nothing as I always say, nothing is always perfected. There's always a, uh, a constant evolution of change. And that's one thing. In starting a business, see, you started with an idea and then put it in your heart and your soul. And then you look at whether your business is doable. Don't forget this. Even if people laughed at you, don't be discouraged. Some people would, would always say, oh, some people are laughing at me. Okay, fine. They may laugh at you, but you're seeing something that the market will probably be in need of. There's a saying in Tagalog, uh, pardon me for the foreign people here. There always, there's a saying here that ang nakakakita ng hindi nakakita ng iba ay siyang kikita. How do you translate that? Uh, those who can see something that others cannot see will be the first one to earn. More or less, right? I hope I got I got the translation right. But I always say, look at this. No, that's the that's the saying that I always tell people. And when people ask me, "Butch, I want to start a business." Okay, fine. Ang nakakakita ng hindi nakikita ng iba ay siyang kikita. Okay. I hope you can. I'll. Probably we can have uh, Kate uh, a contest on how fast they can pronounce this, right? <laughs> so we can do this, no? And then the next thing is, remember, business is not uh, easy. I always say this. 
I have been in the business for the last 33 years. And I always say, A, you must be excited as in day one. Excited as in day one. Never lose that emotional feeling. Never say, I don't like, I'm, I'm tired, I'm sick and tired, I'm old. Hey, wait, nobody's old. Remember, age is just a number. Remember that. I'm 71 years old and I'm proud to be one. Okay. I'm senior. I'm proud to be one. I can't deny it. But I'm excited as, again, helping so many people and seeing so many entrepreneurs blooming from this micro all the way up and even global. Okay. So I'm really, you have to, when you start a business, put your heart and soul and you're like a track and field runner, never stop. Never stop. Because once you stop, you probably say, oh, I'm tired, I'm bored. Okay? There's something that you must have to do. Okay? Next, what are the legal formats? Okay, let's talk about the legal formats. Okay? Now that you have the business idea, you have learned about it. Okay? How do I now become legitimized okay a lot of people would say okay i'll start a single proprietor just one okay you can do that a lot of people you can even uh, register right uh, like in dti department of trade and industry or in your own um, area there in uae or in other countries but again single proprietor that means it's just a single person owning the business Again, this is very, very common. You can always start a business. There's even in the Philippines called Barangay Micro Business Entrepreneur, uh, Entrepreneur uh, Law, no? wherein there's an exemption for uh, people who are starting a business. Okay? You can inquire that from the Department of Trade, and they will help you right there and there. Okay? Uh, there's also a partnership. You know, there are two people here. Who agreed with the idea and say, okay, let's be, let's establish the partnership and let's start with the business. Again, you can register this, uh, with, um, SEC. Okay. Uh, Securities and Exchange Commission. Okay. You, you can also start the corporation again, uh, corporation before you used to have the at least uh, five people. Okay. Five, seven. But now, lately, we also have the one-person corporation, the OPC, as they call it. Okay, it's one person, and again, it's you have to register with SEC, okay, Securities Exchange Commission. Again, there are a lot of benefits, no. But again, the idea there is that when you're starting a business, look forward in scaling up. Okay, you may be a single proprietor, but you, when you start growing that business, you have to probably look and say, should I scale up? Should I grow bigger? Should I get more partners? Should I become a, a corporation? Should I protect my business? One thing I'd like to share with you is that when you have a business, make sure that mark, the brand that you have is under trademark. Okay. And you can apply this. We are a member of the W. Uh, World Intellectual Property uh, Office, YP, YPO. And uh, you have to have the trademark. A lot of people will say, uh, what's the trademark for, Butch? Yeah, the trademark says that you own the business 
for a number of years. Okay. So again, you can always apply with ipofil.gov.ph and make sure that you have that name. And that is your name for the next 20, 25 years. Okay. But you have to renew according to their terms. Okay. Now, People would say, yeah, but I'm registered with the Department of Trade. No, you just have the business name, but you don't own the business name. Okay, you have to have the trademark. Okay. Partners. Again, what's the beauty of partnership? Well, I, you know, I've seen a lot of entrepreneurs with uh, the right partners. And there are four areas that I always share. One is you share the workload. Okay. You have a partner, you can, it, you know, the whole workload is shared between the two of you, okay? And again, even responsibilities, you can be in marketing, your other partner can be in operations, it can be in finance, it can be in um, other matters, no? Strateg strategic ways, no? The other thing is that shared decision. There's a shared decision that you now say, okay, fine, let's make a decision. Okay, so it's not just does not fall on one person. And then you have also shared risk and loss. Okay, it's not just you. You also have your partner who will share the risk of the losses that your business may have. But more diverse are the skills. You know, when you choose a partner, make sure that partner can contribute to a lot to the business growth. But let me just give you some warning. You know, I've seen uh, best of friends becoming best of enemies. Why? One, they never thought about, you know, thought it well. They never planned out their partnership. And I've seen with my own eyes, and it makes me sad because partnership is not just here, uh, a person outside, but even your family members. I have uh, I have right now in my blog, you know, siblings and how you handle uh, your siblings as business partners. Because sometimes a lot of people will say, okay, let's go 50-50, let's go equal sharing. But again, there's always a difficulty in decision-making. Imagine all everybody's equal. And here you are, you're trying to make a move, but nobody wants to make a decision. So it's a deadlock. Okay, there's a deadlock. And then the other one is that um, profits. Ah, you know, it's sad to say that sometimes the issue of profit sharing becomes uh, a big, big issue. Why? Especially when the business starts to grow. And really, um, there is one um, acronym I said, GI, infected by GI, greed and ingit, okay? And um, that's the reason why whenever I, I mentor people, I mentor entrepreneurs, the first thing I ask, do you have partners? Yes, we have partners. Have you thought about it? Have you written down? Have you notarized it? Does everybody agree with the rules, okay? Because there are times when you just say, oh, we have partners. Uh, we have already developed our partnership. How? Oh, we have signed through a napkin. Okay, fine. But that doesn't hold water. Okay. Somehow or another, part of that relationship, you must have a bailout, what I call bailout. Because 
some people will say, okay, I want to be partner, but again, probably two, three months, uh, years down the road, one of your partners will say, oh, I'm, I'm migrating to other countries, or I'm changing type of business, or what if one of your partners pass away? What happens there? See? So again, you have to have that very, very clear cut on how partnership should be uh, crafted. So let's now go to scaling up your business, okay? Uh, unless you have other uh, other questions, uh, Kate, um, probably I can entertain some questions because uh, people are getting information overload, okay? We have a question here in the chat box. Let me just read this. Is there yeah. such a thing as LLC in Philippines, Limited Liability Corporation? Do we have that here? Uh, no, that's only um, LLC is actually applied in the U.S., uh, limited liability. Okay. We have only a single proprietor. We have a partnership, uh, but we don't have that uh, LLC that's uh, uh, applicable in the U.S. My company is not an LLC in the U.S. It's a corporation. No? So uh, we don't have that in the Philippines. Okay, thank you. That's a question from Manny Innocentia. There's another question. This one is from Flor de Liz Lindo. Is there such a business style wherein one of the partner will not share money, but their efforts and services instead? Yeah, that's what you call the industrial partnership, no? In other words, Kate, um, I have a skill, but I don't have the money, okay? But somehow, if you are in an industrial setup, that means your partners have the money, you have the know-how, you have the skill, you probably have the recipe. Make sure it's very, very clear, especially on profit sharing. Make sure that some people would say, okay, I have a restaurant and the chef knows the recipe, but I'm the one in, um, investing. How can that be? Yes, it's possible. Industrial partnership. But make sure it's very, very clear. huh? Make sure it's very, very clear uh, what your responsibilities are. Um, how about the profit sharing? And in case, for example, like, for example, the chef would leave, what happens? Okay. Does that uh, dissolve the, the, the business that you have? No. So, the, yes, most of the time when I speak to a lot of entrepreneurs, they say, I don't have the money right now, but there, are, there, is a, there is a group that's willing to finance me. Again, word of caution. Try to get to know who these people are and not just the money. Don't, don't, don't just be blinded and say, okay, they have the money. Now let's go. Let's go and, and, and shoot the business. No. Get to know who they are. What style of business are they doing? What's their reputation like? And if there are several people, get to know who they are personally. Because remember, you're starting a business and you want the business for long, right? You want the business as part of your legacy, which you probably live with your family. And make the business grow rather than have an in-house fighting a few months after. And that's not very good for business. Yeah? Okay, another question before we move on with the discussion. Um, from Manny again, is it possible to change from individual corporation to corporation 
in case the business evolves. I think from, from single proprietorship to corporation, that's what he needs. Well, um, you can always update that. Um, if you are a single proprietor, all you have to do is go to the um, SEC and uh, Securities Exchange. Um, they, they are online, actually. And you can always update that. So uh, you now upgrade yourself from single proprietor to a corporation. Now you have to select. Is it OPC? Is it multiple uh, person corporation? Um, so that is hum- that's uh, very easy right now with the online procedures. You know things have have we gotten have gotten better. You no, know? better if not the best uh, after this COVID because everything seems to be getting better now with this online procedures. Of course, there are still some areas, some gray park pockets. No, but uh, things have gotten better. Okay. There you go. That's the questions that we have right now. Wow, I love I love all the questions you're you're, uh, you're <laughs> asking. I hope this has helped uh, a lot of people. Okay, so let's now go to scaling up. You know, scaling up is uh, a byword that people now are using. You know, especially after the pandemic. And uh, one of the things I now see is that you know the companies or the businesses who started before the pandemic and the companies that were that started during the pandemic you know i can always compare the ones who started during the pandemic are the unstoppable guys they are growing very very fast why because they grew out of that lockdown they grew out of that limit limitation but there are companies who started also before the pandemic and they're kind of cautious right now why because they they learned a big big lesson remember march 19 2020 right and nobody knew exactly what would happen so i i I have a lot of entrepreneurs who say oh this will only be about two weeks oh just a week it will pass away but again who knows who could say that we are now over about two years, three years, right? But again, the effect of the pandemic has really changed a lot of our business scenario. And that's the reason why I always tell people, the pandemic babies, businesses, define your goals. Don't be impulsive. The, the pandemic babies who start a business are very, very aggressive. Well, they can do online. They can do this. They can do online selling. They can always uh, uh, register. I always say, hold on your horses. Hold on. Don't be uh, too, too impulsive. Those business who are fearful, I always say, oops, try to review your goals. Okay? So, in business, whenever you want to scale up, you always ask yourself, is it time for me to go up and scale my business? Like, for example, what are really my objectives? I'm sure that when you start a business, a lot of people will always say, um, are you franchising? Oh, is this a franchise from, from, from other countries? Okay. So again, you have to develop. What is it that I'm trying to reach? Don't be aggressive and say, okay, okay, I'm franchising, give me your money. No, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. You might be losing a lot, okay? Know your goals. Again, write and rewrite your goals. Know your objectives. 
this is one thing I always pull down entrepreneurs. Let's be grounded. Let's keep our feet on the ground. Okay. Set realistic goals. Start small, dream big, but with calculated steps. Okay. And then focus on your competencies. Okay. Uh, when you want to scale up, you'll probably identify my business. What am I really good at? What am I good at? Again, if you are an entrepreneur starting a business, try to look at yourself. Look at yourself in the mirror and find out what am I good at? Am I good at writing? Am I good at selling? Am I good at talking? Am I good at probably uh, experimenting on uh, uncharted waters? Am I good at rallying people? Am I good at motivating people? Okay. So these are the core competency that you should have. You cannot be a superman. Okay. That's why I say, uh, what's your core competency? Oh, I can do anything, sir. Oh, yeah? Can you uh, start, you know, uh, making all these things? Just focus on your core competency. Probably I always say, I don't have to have five. I can just focus on two or even one. Just focus on that, no? Um, for example, a company called Potato Corner. Who would ever say that Potato Corner started from a cart, right? A cart, a tree, a tricycle, you know, three wheel. And right there in Mega Mall, for people who know SM, Mega Mall, one of the big shopping centers here. And again, who would ever say that they scaled up to 1,300 branches worldwide? And what are they selling? French fries. Again, flavored fries. But they are they know their car competency. Again, some people will say, yeah, but you know, the French fries come from the US. Yes. But the idea came from the Philippines and established and focused by this group. Again, 1,300 branches worldwide. I'm sure you have uh, people in UAE, people in the United States. Oh, when we brought it in the United States the first time, you know, a lot of people were skeptical. They say, come on, are you selling ice to the Eskimos? And we said, yeah, we're selling flavored ice. We started with one in Santa Anita, in Pasadena. And now they have about, what, uh, in 12 states, there are 50 stores across the United States. Again, they're even expanding in different parts of the world. So know your core competency. Don't lose where you started. Okay? So that is uh, part two of scaling up. And then optimize your operations. No? And um, never be contented with um, okay lang. Okay? People, I, I always ask, are you okay with the operation? No, it's okay. The word okay sometimes scares me. Okay? Because okay means everything okay, yes and no, yes and no, but be, de be defined. Okay? For example, in streamlining your operations, make sure uh, you have it from the raw materials, you're processing it, 
uh, if you have these services, uh, you process it so that everything will be very, very smooth. You don't want any hitches, okay? So that is something that I always look at. Operations is the heart and soul of the business. You don't, uh, you may have probably, uh, for example, a coffee shop, you may have a laundry shop, you may have uh, virtual assistance services, you may have this, but try to find out, is my operations already streamlined? From step A, B, C, D, all the way up to the finish line. Try to always be critical. And when you are, uh, when you are seeing your operations, find out what else and how else can I make it better. And again, automation probably may or may not help you. Again, there are some people who say, okay, I'd like to automate everything. But again, not everything can be automated. Okay. So again, know how you can streamline. And then the thing that I'd like to also is invest in your employees, okay? Remember I said earlier, build a team. Now, invest on your employees. You know, I was, um, I'd like to share with you, um, uh, for many of, many of you who know uh, Mang Inasal, okay? Mang Inasal, um, most of his people, when he started in Iloilo, oh, I, I, I saw somebody here from Iloilo, and um, most of them are actually did not finish schooling. Again, the only the most that uh, I saw was about grade four or five. And I asked uh, I asked this young man named Injapsia, uh, and I asked him why, what's the reason, and you know what he said, you know, Butch. I never even finished my schooling because of poverty. Okay, fine. And I'd like to give these people a break. Because he said that every time he would look out from his window in Roja City, he would see the school and with all the pupils coming out, he would always say, okay, what will be the future of these people? If I never finish my schooling, although he wanted to become an architect and he never finished even the first semester, the first year, um, he said, why can't I not make this as my advocacy? True. And he did that. And you know what? Yes, there are challenges. And you, and you know, it's funny because uh, when uh, I was helping them out, especially in the training, and, you know, manginasal is roasted chicken and all this cooking the rice. Uh, we would teach them how to cook rice using the rice cooker. And uh, these people would say, but sir, how come you're always plugging that? What is that? Because in our barrio, we'd always set fire first and put the, put the, the pot over it and measure it with the, the water with our, with our fingers. Again. You have to bring them up to your culture. And especially more when, when we were opening different stores in different uh, cities, uh, the opening team that we brought in from Iloilo to Baguio, they were scared like hell. Imagine, they were scared. Uh, when the plane was taking off, uh, all six of them 
wanted to get out of the plane. And I said, it's okay, relax, relax. It's okay, we're riding an, a, a, a plane that's called Air Asia, uh, Asian Spirit. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll land us, uh, we'll land us uh, spirit or we'll take us uh, Asian uh, uh, spirit. Is it Asia? Uh, that's a different one. Right? Um, but again, most of them felt so relieved, so empowered when they saw that their skills are all acknowledged. See, you have to develop, you have to give them knowledge, you have to give them a break. Okay. Um, and so provide them with training. Again, people will say, but you know, training is so difficult. I myself don't know how to train my, myself in business. No, in business, you learn because your business, you have to document. And that's how you train. You cannot just get a trainer from, from the market and say, okay, do the training for my business. So you have to be the first one to tell people. This is how my business should be, uh, should evolve. Okay. And then the compensation package, make sure that they're very competitive, make sure that they understand their career path. You know, getting, getting people is not just getting warm bodies. You have to develop, you have to actually develop a career path for them so they don't just transfer and transfer wherever they want to go. Okay. The next is build a strong partnership. You see, I always say partnership is not bad, but you always try to collaborate. You always try to find out how can I collaborate? And, and, and the byword right now is collab, right? Collab, collab. Let's hide. How can I collaborate with one business so that we can synergize the business? I cannot be on my own. I can collaborate with other people who are probably uh, the experience they're good at, okay? And that will benefit you both. Example, if you have a laundry business or you're putting up a laundry business, um, you might probably want to collab with somebody who is in the water business. Why? Because when they do, uh, when they do uh, filtration of their, their, their water, Part of their water is that actually is thrown out and a certain portion is only left. So you can do a collab, okay? And you can do another collab. For example, uh, what are the needs of having a laundry business? Probably a salon, okay? So when people are having their laundry, somebody else probably can do their nails or their you know, pedicure or manicure. Uh, that will be part of the collaboration. Okay. Um, I always love doing collab. Okay. I, I like doing collab with legal people, uh, marketing people, people who are, you know, location services. Because when you find that you have this collaboration with different kinds of people, services, you find that your network starts to grow. Okay. And that's something that I'd like to share with you. But never lose your credibility. Okay, credibility is number one. You have to stand by your word. Okay, you have to honor your word. Okay, so you have to make sure that when you grow your business, people are happy. And I always say, win for you, win for your partner, win for the consumer, and everybody uh, benefits a lot. 
And then leverage technology. Look, technology is now something that I always tell people, you have to learn. You know, during the pandemic, a lot of people uh, who refuse to learn technology learn. <laughs> Example, online shopping. Imagine the people who wanted to go shopping, they can't go to the malls. Okay, so people were forced to learn how to use the Lazada, the Shopee, the Spotify, and you know, whatever online platform. Again, technology is here, but you cannot be over tech. A lot of people would say, Oh, I'm using this technology, this technology. And all of a sudden I say, okay, do you know what technology you're using? You know, oh, I'm getting lost. I'm getting drowned with this technology. Know and use only what you can use for your business. It's just like having a cell phone. Know what uses for your cell phone is. How can you use your uh, cell phone as part of your technology? And then seek funding. Okay. Funding is something that I always say, where are the sources that I can lend? Where are the sources I can probably qualify? Okay. So there are a lot of sources like the Small Business Corp, uh, which is a, uh, a government agency wherein they have different funds. But again, I always find out that instead of borrowing from the bank, why can't you borrow from some of your relatives and again, at a softer, a soft interest, okay? Because when you start borrowing, some people have the notion that when you borrow money, it is your money at your disposal. No, when you borrow money, the financial literacy that I always put there is that is your money for you to grow your business, not money for you to go on vacation, okay? And you have to know that how to pay or how to handle your funds, okay? And then monitor and measure progress. Always be uh, not contented. Don't be satisfied. Always measure yourself. How much progress have I done today? What did I do today that is an improvement of my yesterday's performance? I always say review. Most of the time, I recommend to a lot of entrepreneurs, review your work, review your work on a weekly basis. Find out, was your activity, the activity that you had last week, was it better or is not better? What are the areas that you can improve on? If you're a franchising into, or a franchisor, how much, how much support have you given to your franchisees, if ever? Okay. So those are the things that you need. Data is always important. Never lose that data. Data is very important. Remember, um, remember all those times when you have a contest by different uh, uh, different uh, companies selling this or supermarkets. Those data that you fill up is actually they use it for finding out where the people are coming from. It's just like Kate. Kate was asking, where are you coming from? What part? Okay. Uh, are you, what part of uh, the world are you coming from? And you need to use data so that you know exactly how, what are the strategy measures that you will use. Okay. So that ends up, Kate, and I'm really open now to having questions uh, or you want to have a break. Yes, we'll go and type them here in the chat box. 
or click the raise hand button. We will allow you to ask your question directly to our speaker so you can really give if it's a special case that you want to, to ask. Remember the questions that you will be asking, they're free of charge, so ask them now. Oh, here's a question, a very interesting question. It was sent to me privately, so they want it to be anonymous. Here's a question. When can you say that it's too late to start a business? When can you say that you are too late to start a business? Yes. No one is never too late. Um, let me just give you an idea. Uh, Julie's Bake Shop, how many people know about Julie's Bake Shop? Uh, with 600 branches. You know that uh, Tita Julie Gajonko from Ormok and based in Cebu began the business at the age of 55 years old. And um, she never thought about having that business simply because it all started when her six kids started to grow and go to school and the need to start a business to complement the uh, her husband's income because her husband was a supervisor of one of the major soft drinks company. So augmenting that, nobody's too late. Um, even Colonel Sanders of uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken started late. Okay, um, so uh, don't 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 be in a hurry and say, "Oh, I'm getting old. I'm getting old." No, no, it's okay. Start a business, but make sure you document and. Leave it documented, all right? Don't just put it in memory, okay? Because sometimes our memory is only one, one MB, okay? So uh, you have to document that. Thank you so much. Okay. Okay, thank you so much for that answer, Sir Boots. I have another question here. It was sent to me. Okay, here's another interesting question. How can I be more consistent, passionate, and responsible for a successful business? How can you be consistent and passionate uh, starting from day one when you have that dream of that idea? Never lose that light. Never lose that fire under your belly. Um, you know, one of the one of the biggest challenges of starting a business, you know what? People discourage you. Oh, it's that's not going to work. Ah, that's impossible. Ah, that's so difficult. Look at Mang Inasal. 19 years old, he started. People were laughing at him. Hey, you you never even finished school. You only started with the Sari Sari store. And how come uh, here you are trying to be ambitious? Nobody wanted to give him credit. Even the rice uh, sellers, even the chicken. But he persisted, right? And now, where is he now? Is it luck? No, I, I, I don't call it luck. Because his focus, he's so disciplined, and he's so with a heart for others. You know, the third one is so important because uh, imagine when he was uh, purchased at 70% for 3 billion pesos in cash, by the way. 70%. Uh, he donated 30 million to establish a school in Iloilo. First public school in Iloilo, which until now is still there. 
on the way tomorrow. So again, consistent, always challenge yourself. Discipline, always focus yourself. You know, Kate, there's so much distractions right now in this world, right? So much distraction from the time you wake up. <laughs> what did you what are you holding from the time you wake up? <laughs> you're holding your cell phone, right? From the time you're probably, you know, scrolling up and down, left and right, putting hearts, putting likes, and all this. By the time you want to focus, you have lost your day. What is the challenge nowadays? Make use of your time. We only live, we have a short life, okay? <laughs> Nobody expected to live beyond 101, although there's a discount right now, right? There's a discount right now for anybody who lives at 101 years old. Okay, fine. Uh, but again, you always try to find out where do I want to go from here? Have I transferred my business to my family? What about the family succession? There's so many things, no? You may have a business right now, but who will take care of your business thereafter? Okay. Uh, what legacy? How much How much have you helped out people? How much of the brands that you helped out? Those are the things that probably makes me excited every day. Okay. So there's always this unstoppable uh, feeling. Don't be distracted or don't let other people tell you what you should be. I always tell that. You're the only one who can craft where you want to go. Okay? Uh, people will say, okay, you know what? You should do this. No. You may take their idea. You may take the suggestion. But at the end of the day, it's nobody but you. Right? So uh, that's my point. <laughs> Okay, thank you for that. I have another question here. This one. I'm a student. What business is good for me aside from just selling or pre-selling pre-loved items? You're a student. Um, um, what is it that you love doing? Um, I remember earlier when I was... Um, uh, in my early younger years, I would rent out comics. I don't know how many people would still know comics, Kate. Uh, you know, the <laughs> Superman comics and all this. I would, uh, because we live, I used to live in Quezon City and um, uh, nearby is a public school. And I would tag along my, my friends. We would lay out all the comics for rent. But you know what? I was selling already. I was, you know, doing selling. Why? Because I learned this from my grandfather who was who gave up his law practice in order to sell, buy and sell. You have to have that culture where you want to be. Selling is not something like you can do. You can tutor. Um, you can, um, you know, it's not actually just selling the pre-owned items or items probably Facebook, uh, telephone covers that you don't want anymore. You can sell it. Yeah, but you can sell also service. You can do tutorial. I, I have known a lot of students uh, who are tutoring even uh, elementary, especially math, English. Um, I've known students who also do mentorship, mentoring online, English to uh to foreign foreign uh foreign clients okay so right now with this online thing with this technology that we have you can do a lot 
It doesn't stop you just because you're a student. But again, don't forget your, 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 your course. Don't forget to finish your school. You have that opportunity, okay? Uh, for me, there's always an opportunity, but know where you want to be. Um, the reason why probably Injap did not finish is because of poverty. But he never stopped to learn uh, during his early days, okay? So again, um, it's really how you want it, how you want yourself to be. Um, just keep on in that journey. I always say the journey starts from when you want to be, okay? It starts from day one, how you want to be, okay? Yeah. Thank you for that. I'm sure our participants really appreciated your answer. Another question this time, the, that question came from a student. This time it, it's coming from an employee. So here's the question. What tips can you provide to those employees who wants to start their small business, but they are still working in the corporate world? Oh, this is what uh, my favorite topic of uh, employee to entrepreneurship, you know, E to E. Okay. Uh, find out a. I always say I used to be an employee, and one of the things I always learned a lot is the number of experiences I learned from the company. My learning experiences from the seminars to the conferences to the talks to the sayings of my superiors to uh, mistakes that I made probably, to the memos that I got for being probably uh, not filing a, file, uh, a leave of absence, you know, all this. You have to get that. You have to compile that. Again, don't be afraid. Um, crossing that, that bridge of the unknown, becoming an entrepreneur. Yeah, it scared me. I tell you, I I'm, I was scared when I when I raised my hand and said I want to be an uh, an entrepreneur. Opted for an optional retirement. I don't know what happened, but my right hand, you know, suddenly uh, jerked, and you know, and my boss, an American boss, said, "But you're crazy." I said, "Why? Why are you doing an optional retirement? You know that your the company needs you." I said, "Yeah, but you know, I want to become an entrepreneur." Oh, okay, you'll be sorry. Okay, fine, no problem. Uh, but again, the challenge is there. Don't be afraid. Now, how do you start? Fine. Start writing down notes, how you want to be. Again, um, we're here. We're, 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 we're here in Ariba, okay? You can always get in touch with us. We can always communicate. But never be afraid. Again, failure, yes, you will fail, but learn how to fail, but learn how to quickly stand up. There are a lot of people who failed, but they don't want anymore to stand up, right? They don't want that resiliency is gone. No. Uh, you want to become a, an employee forever? Oh, I got, I got friends who said, oh my gosh, you know, my boss, my boss was my inspiration. You know what he said? Butch, you don't follow me. I said, why? I like you. I like the way you start. Look, from my first job to my retirement. <laughs> now, look at me. I am apostolus. Okay? I'm taking care of my apostles. Okay? So, you know, it's nice, yes, as you grow to the ranks, from rank to uh, an employee to becoming uh, the boss or superior, 
it's nice, but you have to cross that bridge. You have to learn. You cannot, at the end of the day, when, you, when you're off for retirement, there's another chapter in your life that you have to face. What will I do? Because employment is only up to a certain point. What are you going to do thereafter is, A, you still have the energy. B, you're still passionate. C, and you're really wanting to become unstoppable. Okay? So, again, cross the bridge. No, but, but first know what you want. And do your planning. Don't just retire or quit and say, tell your boss, boss, I'm going to quit. Yeah, but are you, what are you going to do? You don't have the plan. You don't have the fallback. And again, for those people with, who are married, don't quit, both of you. Okay? Always have one working and one starting a business. Because if one fails, there's always a backup plan. Okay? Don't be afraid. Okay. Wow. So you also answered the question of Floor the List already. Thank you so much for that, Sir Boots. We still have several questions here. Okay. Here's another question. Can you give us um, what we need to start a business from registration to BIR so that we will know what to do? Well, the first thing... Yeah, the first thing that you have to do is actually start a business, register with the Department of Trade. Uh, again, there's what you call Negocio Center, by the way, in uh, Department of Trade. And they're all spread all over. There are about 500 uh, in the country right now. Negocio Center is actually helping you uh, start business. There are also free uh, livelihood seminars, how to start, what are the forms, what are the BIR forms, what are the permits. They guide you from start, okay? So don't be afraid to approach. Um, there are a lot. They're even online, for example, okay? So starting a business is so easy right now. Um, uh, you have a lot, of, uh, a lot of online seminars like Arriva. But again, um, the Department of Trade is the right government agency for you to go, okay? Okay, thank you for that. Here's another question. Sir Boots, can you recommend some financial partners for a startup and an ex for and expansion? Sorry, I, I, I didn't catch that. Uh, okay. Can you recommend uh, some financial partners for startups and also for expansions? Um, startup is actually, you can go to SB Corp, uh, Small Business Corp. Uh, they have... Um, this is uh, a government agency that gives you uh, financing for whatever comp uh, business uh, that you are putting up. They have startup. They have, uh, during the COVID pande uh, the pandemic, we have they launched the CARES program. You know, the uh, it's actually a loan with a softer interest. So um, try to learn. They have tutorial there. Uh, they have a lot of, uh, again, seminars that they give. So you qualify, you know what are the qualifications to start, okay? So those are, uh, that's one of the financial institutions that I will always go into, okay? Uh, avoid, please, the loan sharks, okay? That's not the right way to do a business. You don't want the loan shark to be running after you, okay? And that's not, that's going to be terrible, okay? Okay. 
Here's another question. If still testing for viability, is it mandatory to register the business already? Mm. Oh, okay. You're still testing it. Um, you're not yet officially registered. You just want to test the business. Um, for example, you want to test it among your neighbors. Uh, you probably have a business or a service that you are launching. Try to test it within, within your own uh, circle of friends or within your community. Okay. Once you get that, then you start now and identifying, okay, this is now the business plan. Remember the business plan I told you earlier? That's where you will now concretize and say, okay, this is now my next step. I will now go and register my business. Because there are sometimes you want to go to food, you want to go services, you want to go online. What is it that you really want? You cannot be uh, uh, for everybody. Okay. And also, I'd like to advise you, know your target market. You cannot be uh, an entrepreneur for or everybody. No. I always say, um, go for the Pareto principle. For many of you who know the Pareto principle, it's 20%. Focus on the 20%. That will give you 80%. You know, in my early years, boy, I started the wrong way. I was marketing and I was getting tired when I was starting a business, 80%, and I will only get 20%. Then I realized, wait, I am doing the wrong thing. Then I shifted. I just focus on the 20%, and I am getting all the 80%. So again, that's how you should matter, you know, in terms of growing your business. So again, don't register first because you're registering and you have nothing to register, okay? So finalize before you do it. Okay. Thank you for that answer, Sir Boots. Another question. Can you give us uh, things to avoid that might cause our business to fail? Uh, there's no foolproof uh, or failure. Um, you know, I remember always this moment wherein you start a business, like growing up. How many of us never... Uh, Never had any scar on our knees or or probably tripped over. Uh, we all learn before we learn to walk, right? Um, but again, always take failure as a challenge. Always take failure as a way where you can grow. Uh, take life as a learning curve, okay? Um, but again, always think, discern, and pray, okay? I always say, you may always think, you may always decide with your emotion, but at the end of the day, the guy upstairs will help you. Okay, uh, Don't forget, we are not Superman here. All right? So that, that's one thing I like to, to more or less advise people. There's always a prayer. There's always saying, you know, you need to pray. Uh, I know a lot of entrepreneurs, successful entrepreneurs. They always, I always ask them, what do you do the first thing in the morning? You know what they say? Oh, I wake up at five. I wake up at four. Do you do your work immediately? No. I try to meditate. And I try to be grateful. And I try to say, ask for guidance. Okay? That, that, that's one thing. We're, we're not trying to become a religious fanatic here. We're just trying to say, let's be practical. We owe everything to him. Right? So I always say to God, be the glory. That's one of the things I always say. 
Thank you so much for that. And because uh, we are pressed for time, we are down to our last two questions. Here's the next question. Sir Boots, do we really need the big capital to start a business? Should we really take a loan or should we wait up until we have our own savings so we can start our business? Um, the first thing that I always want to ask is, if you have a, a million pesos right now, you think that's enough? Nobody can always tell you that's enough. Uh, if you have, uh, I know somebody who started a Paris. Okay, Paris. Alam niyo yung Paris, no? Uh, started with 50,000 pesos. He was down. He was a hip-hop celebrity, by the way. And he said, you know what he said? Butch, yeah, being a hip-hop, I have to keep up with my hip-hop expenses too, you know? <laughs> but it's not, I'm, I'm not earning. I have to, and, and during the pandemic, there were no gigs, right? There were no gigs, right? The gigs were all clamped down. No way, locked down. And, um, he was down to 50,000 and make matter worse is that his wife was about to give birth. <laughs> Imagine that, no? Everything started to fall. Why is it, you know? And um, the thing there that he started looking for opportunity with down 50,000, invested this, uh, saw a street food called Paris, and now he has 100 branches nationwide. Imagine that. So again, don't go for loans if you don't know where and how to use your loan. Okay. You have 10,000. Imagine um, if you have 20,000, start a business. Start small. Don't grow big as in like leaping frog. No. Start small. You know, when, you know, one of the things I realized when I started my business 33 years ago, I used to be a corporate guy. Oh, I was. I have my secretary. I have. I was flying in and out. When I started having my business, I never even knew how to use computer. Mind you, Kate, I tell you. Well, the computer at the time was the green green screen. You know, I mean, you know. Uh, <laughs> For some of you, it's a Jurassic thing. Yeah, I know it's Jurassic. But again, um, I always tell people, look, I had to learn the hard way. Good thing I never put a snow peak on my screen. You know. <laughs> because I almost want, I almost want, I almost committed a mistake, and I wanted. Oh, I I thought it was a typewriter. Okay, but again, you learn, you learn, you learn. Um, people say, how come you keep up your a lot of trends? Oh, I love, I love, uh, watching. I love reading. I love to know what's going on around it. I love watching reels. I love you know all the TikToks and all this talk. <laughs> all right. So again, don't don't start with the small amount that you can start growing, you know, just like what our Chinese neighbors would always say, for every one peso, you try to earn 50, 50 centavos, it's okay. Everything will always, you know, compute everything. At the end of the day, you get you get a lot of your work, okay? Yeah? Okay, wow. Thank you so much for that. And our last question our participants are interested in finding out how you handle stress when it comes to your own business and <laughs> share it with them. You will be you'll be laughing at me, Kate, because how I handle stress, don't talk to me at around eight in the evening, Monday to Friday. 
because I watch Batang Kiapo. Oh? Oh! <laughs> sure! You're watching Batang Kiapo? Yeah! Oh, yeah! Look at, look at uh, Tanggol, you know, he's running for his life, right? <laughs> you know, that's my stress buster. I love watching uh, things, you know, some funny things and all this because I learned a lot. I watch... Um, I like I watch a lot, no? Uh, because I want to know what's going on. Um, I take stress at a time, you know. I don't don't. I used to be a warrior, and I'm sometimes I get to become a warrior too. But again, I always say, say at the end of the day, Lord, let your will be done, okay? And uh, that's how I, that's how I do it. And I guess living this long, uh, at the age of seventy-one, again. People say, what's your what's your secret of youth, fountain of youth? Nothing. Nothing. Um, but again, I always take things in moderately. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sir Boots. You really shared a lot of yourself to all of our participants and i'm seeing a lot of thank yous already in the chat box but we really would like to thank you and we'd like to present you with the certificate so let me just read this here goes Ariva academy learning development at its finest gratefully presents the certificate of appreciation to armando woods bartolome for imparting his professional expertise valuable insights, knowledge, and wisdom as resource speaker during the conduct of online learning session entitled, Starting a Business, How to Create and Manage Your Own Business. Given this 30th day of May 2023 via Zoom conference, signed by Chairman and Chief Strategist, Learning Event Producer, J.M. Matienzo, and President and Chief Learning and Development Strategist, Michelle Irish Malonda Samson. Ladies and gentlemen, a round of applause for our speaker, Sir Woods Bartolome. By the way, Kate, uh, don't forget the photo opportunity with these people because uh, we will have that. Many will we will have a that year. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Future billionaires. Future, future millionaires billionaire. and future billionaires with our group. So again, a thank you, Sir Butch. And yes, as he has mentioned. Please turn on your cameras. Join us in this group photo. We'd love to be with you. We'd love to see the beautiful faces of our future entrepreneurs. There we go. For those of you who are able to turn on your cameras and let me call on the assistance of our technical director, DJ Direct Jello, can you help us out? All right, thank you so much, Miss Kate, for that warm welcome. And I would like to ask everyone to please kindly turn on your cameras for two shots of group photo. Are you guys ready? For thumbs first shot, just give me a two thumbs up, please. Two thumbs up, everyone. Yes. Ready, guys? In three, two, one. And now for a second shot, just give me a two finger hearts. Everyone, give me a two finger hearts, please. Finger hearts. All right. Ready? In three, two, one. All right. Thank you so much, everyone. Have a great day. Back to you, Miss Kate. 
Thank you so much, Derek Jello. Thank you for helping us out today. Again, thank you so much, Sir Boots. We're looking forward to working with you again. And to all of our participants, thank you for being with us. It has truly been a terrific Tuesday afternoon. We learned a lot from our speaker. We also learned a lot from your questions. So thank you so much for being with us today. And looking forward to welcoming you again in our future learning event. For those of you who are interested to register and be a part of our other learning events, go to our website, www.ariva.com.ph. You can register online. Thank you and enjoy the rest of the afternoon. God bless you all. Thank you, everyone. Ariva Academy would like to thank the following win-win partners.